This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's not Monica Lewinsky big, but it's pretty damn big. All right. Three million dollars uh, confirmed going to the uh, Biden crime family from China. And we have it confirmed this time by the Bidens themselves. Yeah, they were very good at denying it. Oh, we've never even been to China. Now it's uh, they're fessing up. This is huge, everybody. This is huge. And this is just the beginning. Uh, we're very grateful, quite frankly, that that uh, James Comer, who I, I wasn't so sure about at first, but he's an amazing guy. He's the chair of the Oversight Committee. He's working diligently, methodically, and he's getting the job done. Uh, have you heard? Maybe not. All right. Because a lot of folks are ignoring this. A lot of folks are burying their head in the sand all over again. Um, but an energy company, for God knows what reason, uh, is doing business, business, quote unquote business with James Biden, Hunter Biden and Haley Biden <laughs> and sending money to them. Seven figure sums uh, through a pass through account. Uh, Robert Walker, I don't know if he's, can I call him shady? I mean, we don't know much about him at all, but uh, he's a very close Biden associate. Uh, Three million goes to that account, and then they divide a million dollars, essentially uh, uh, four ways, uh, various Bidens, Biden, Biden companies, Biden LLCs, and one direct to Haley Biden herself, Haley Biden. Who is Haley Biden? Haley is the, uh, what is she again? The ex-girlfriend of Hunter the widow of Bo Biden. Yeah, it's 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 one hell of a family, right? All right. And when did that start exactly? Uh, some people think it started, well, very, 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 very early on. And um, uh, where is everybody on this story? It's just taking off. Uh, and oh yeah, where's that denial? The denial is a it's a it's a cute one. It's a non-denial denial. All right. You ready for this? So, once again, the Oversight Committee has established that $3 million went from a Chinese energy company to uh, an account in America run by somebody called Walker. And then Walker promptly took a million dollars and spread it to uh, Hunter, James Biden, the brother of the president, some guy named Biden, we don't know first or first name, just says Biden. We're not sure who that Biden is. They're trying to find out. And Haley Biden. Uh, and, you know, for a long time they said all of this was not true. This is Russia disinformation. Well, listen to this. This is not Russia disinformation, everybody. This is actually from the legal representatives for Hunter Biden. All right. He's got some pretty big lawyers. Hunter Biden, a private citizen with every right to pursue his own business endeavors, joined several business partners in seeking a joint venture with a privately owned legitimate energy company in China. What the hell is he doing over there, right? <laughs> Just what is he doing over there? Why did his father bring him there? Did you see my show last night? I established how the guy was suffering. His addiction was at its worst in 2013. In 2013, it was a very, very, very rough year for Hunter. He had a relapse in January. He was busted for cocaine in May. 
And his dad brings him to China in December. Not as a, not as a, hey, this'll, this'll be good for you. This is, uh, you got work to do. We got people to meet. We got money to make. All right. So, um, is there any such thing as a legitimate energy company in China? I mean, isn't everything over there kind of controlled by the Communist Party? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. As part of that joint venture, Hunter received his portion of good faith seed funds, which he shared with his uncle and Haley Biden, with whom he was involved at the time and sharing expenses. Bing, 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 bing. This is they're guilty as hell. There's, first of all, good faith seed funds. Now, this is in 2017. They get the money in 2017, just about weeks after, just weeks after Joe Biden left the vice presidency. All right. And it's good faith seed funds, seed funds. They've been working with these guys for a while. Remember 2013? That's four years before 2017. All kinds of stuff was going down. It's not seed money. Seed money is for a joint kind of like a startup seed money. You know, you plant the seed and it grows. As part of that joint venture, Hunter received his portion of good faith seed funds, seed funds. Now, the good faith, what is the good faith seed funds? Good faith. Good faith seed funds. Seed funds are for, you know, building infrastructure for a business, not for uh, paying household expenses. What the hell was Haley doing? Why? All right. This is incredible. This is great stuff for us. I'm sorry. Great. Yeah, I'm going to say it. All right. I have been so frustrated for the past. How long has it been now? Seven years. uh, Just taking it from these guys in Congress, all these false allegations against um, our guy. This is a big deal. This is how Breitbart puts it. Hunter Biden on Thursday admitted and then justified the Biden family's multi-million dollar business with Chinese entities close to the Chinese Communist Party after years of denial. Hunter's spokesman continued that Representative Comer takes something old and tries to make it new by wrapping it in a wild and baseless right-wing conspiracy. Blah, 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 blah. They're picking on Haley. Oh, that's the widow of Bo. Folks, you got to go look at the, um, the statement again. The statement is damning. I think they wrote that statement in a panic. They put it out way too quick. I mean, for them, I mean, they, 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 (laughs) well, we can't stonewall anymore. For whatever reason, they decide maybe because there's an oversight committee. It's not just, uh, it's not just right wing websites. The oversight committee is making progress and they know it and they're getting scared and they have some explaining to do. Hunter's statement is a public relations attempt to push back on House Oversight Committee James Comer's Republican of Kentucky confirmation that the Biden family business received a $3 million wire transfer from a Chinese energy company and subsequent payments after President Joe Biden left the vice presidency in 2017. Comer has also found evidence that shows the Biden family business received $179,836 while Joe Biden was in the White House. Although the sum appears to be insignificant compared to the $3 million received by the business during Joe Biden's time as vice president, the new amount builds upon the previous reporting in 2022 by Breitbart News senior contributor Peter Schweitzer. Um, by the way, there's a lot more money out there. Uh, they're, they're going through. This is the tip of the proverbial iceberg. 
Hunter's statement is notable because it represents the first time he has ever acknowledged his family made millions from Chinese business deals. Um, this is from Schweitzer. You know this guy Schweitzer? He's an amazing dude. Uh, he's been on my show many times. He's written uh, some of the greatest books on this thing. Uh, the story has changed throughout. When we first broke the story in 2018, they denied that they were give, ever even doing business in China. Then they said, we were doing business in China, but as you pointed out, we didn't make any money. Then it shifted to Joe Biden didn't know about those funds. That's been disproven. The fact that they keep shifting the stories, I think, should be a major concern for the people in the White House because it's pretty clear that the people spinning the news in the White House don't know the full story. And I think there are going to be several other shoes to drop on this. On Thursday afternoon, the White House also tried to deflect from Comer's revelations by claiming the family was a victim, despite the millions of dollars they made without showing any production of a product or service in return for the money. (laughs) Now, listen to this. This is where they go totally over the top. After a disgusting attack lamenting that the president's deceased son, Bo, was never prosecuted while he was alive, Congressman Comer has now decided to go after Bo's widow. (laughs) <laughs> said White House spokesman Ian Sams. The statement comes after Comer on Wednesday revealed whistleblowers have informed him Joe Biden has indirectly benefited financially from the Biden family business, raising questions about if Joe is written into the family's business deals off the books. One of the things that all of our whistleblowers have told us, Comer told Just the News, is that they were all, through these LLCs, paying for things for Joe Biden. So that's very curious, you know, and they were. There's a, they've got emails where uh, all kinds of little expenses from Joe's cell phone bill to, uh, you know, a new radiator for the house in Wilmington. Uh, there's a pond in the back that needs uh, a new fence. All this little, you know, minor crap that Hunter actually was paying for. Uh, and But it was actually Joe's stuff. It was actually Joe. So it was the same pool of money in 2018 and 2020. Breitbart senior contributor and government accountability is to president. You got to get Peter Schweitzer has been awesome on this. I read his book Profiles in Corruption. I think it was in the summer of 2020, just before it was right before Kamala Harris was named vice president. By the way, did you see Kamala at the uh, we have that with Kamala at the game? Oh, they booed her. She's terrible. I mean, she really seems to be having an emotional breakdown. Look, I told you a long time ago. What I heard is that she's, um, well, she has either has a drug or alcohol problem. And I took a good look at her on that couch with Stephen Colbert. And I'm pretty sure it's pills. And I'll say this. She looks great. She is so photogenic, Kamala Harris, isn't she? She really is a good looking lady. Um, but the goofiness, the weirdness, the, she can't answer uh, basic, even fun questions that are just like layups. It's uh, it's a very strange. Uh, uh, it's also a little bit sad. You know, you want your vice president to be better than that. And uh, something is going on there. If she has an addiction, uh, look, I know about those things. Um, uh, th- those are very serious. Uh, people can help. Let's see here. Is it more? Uh, I think this is one of those. Is this? Is this a? It says Kamala Harris cut five. She's saying something. It is important. Go ahead. It is important to understand what freedom and opportunity means to real people every day, which calls into question whether we're all on the same page about what freedom means. Um, 
I've heard worse. That wasn't so bad. What do you think? It was not that bad. But she is um, she's a little unhinged, isn't she? Hey, I went running for three miles today, and I don't know what the hell it is. I feel like I'm stoned right now. I feel like but this must be what drug addicts feel. I, I, I feel high, actually, and I think it's from the exercise. All I want to do is sit around and feel good. It's a very strange <laughs> – I, mean, I don't know what's happening, but I feel great. And I don't, I mean, I just, it's physically that is. And I, is it, is it, is it the runner's high? Something odd is happening. And, uh, I'm not, I'm not complaining, but if I sound a little checked out, I think, right? It's, it's, um, hey, just remember Tony Bobolinsky, his story still holds up. Listen to this, cut 16. Rob Walker, uh, was a partner in Rosemont Seneca and had a very close relationship with the Biden family and had developed and been working with James Gillier throughout 2015 and 2016 to develop this deal with the Chinese and CFC. My understanding is Rob uh, had worked in prior administrations and had a very, very close relationship. All right. That's a Rob Walker guy. Very close to the Bidens. The money went through him, $3 million. And now we know, now we know, and they've confirmed it. Millions of dollars came to the Bidens from China. They're trying to spin it as this is a legitimate seed money, whatever the, no. You guys denied it, and now we know. And this actually makes sense now because Joe Biden, let us he's been so strangely um, tolerant of China, right? His tone has been so off and weird when it comes to China. They are our enemy. They are provocative. They are aggressive. They need to be held accountable. We need to discourage them from doing things to us that they've been doing. And Joe is such a nice guy to them. So we have a little compilation here. We have Trump talking tough on China over the years. And then you'll hear Biden being super nice to China. And it doesn't, his, his niceness does not make sense or did not make sense until now. My wife tells me, uh, whenever something doesn't make sense, usually money's involved. And when you think about it, um, and you listen to this, you'll understand, okay, yeah, yeah, now it makes sense why, why Biden's being so nice. He's got clients over there. <laughs> He's got customers or his bosses over there. He's being paid by these people. All right, so let's go. You'll go back and forth between Trump, a real president, talking tough on China, and Joe Biden being weak. And this is for many years. It culminates in the presidency, but it's been going on for years. All right, let's do that. This is cut. Uh, where the hell? Uh, Seventeen, please. I have many people from China that I do business with. They laugh at us. They they feel we're fools. You know, they're getting away with absolute murder. China's a great nation. And we should hope for the continued expansion. I don't want to lose $300 billion a year to China when we can't afford to build schools for our children, when we can't afford to build highways, when we can't afford to build railways, when we can't afford to build bridges. I want money to be invested in jobs and in this country. I don't want to rebuild China. A rising China is a positive, positive development, not only for China, but for America and the world writ large. It was China's fault, and China's going to pay a big price what they've done to this country. China's going to pay a big price what they've done to the world. 
This was China's fault. And just remember that. 554,064 American dead from COVID-19. A lot of families want to know how this happened, how it got here. Have you had a chance to speak to any of your international partners, any of uh, President Xi, who I know you go way back with? Have you had a chance to ask him if these reports are true, that China maybe misled the world at the beginning? No, I, I have not had that conversation with President Xi. Thank you. Nor will he. Nor will he. All those statements, all those little bromides, right? That's the kind of thing you say when you're warming up a business meeting. Man, all right? He's owned. He's owned. And now we have the proof. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, sorry, it's St. Patrick's Day. Um, I am Irish, and I've been to Ireland once, not for very long. And I need to know a lot more. I need to uh, get really in touch with my Irish roots. Look, all my grandparents, they were all born in America. And, um, yeah, it's not something I think about all that much. Um, I should think about it more. I need to know more. I need to read more and uh, inhale all that stuff. I understand we had corned beef and cabbage in the studio today. Uh, thanks for saving me some, although there's plenty of this Irish soda bread, which is fabulous. Uh, Miriam, hello. You're in Forest Hills. Hello. Yeah, we spoke before. Um, in fact, you told me your wife was Jewish once. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Does she celebrate any holidays? I'm sorry. With you? Well, all right. You, you asked, you've been, you, I almost feel like you're being nosy somehow. And you know, I <laughs> just. All right. Yeah, we talked before. Hi, Miriam. How are you? So, uh, what's going on? I'm calling because all these situations financially with the Biden. Has anyone paid taxes, or the Internal Revenue gone after them? Yeah, uh, that's a great question about the taxes. Uh, we're not there yet. Um, you know, it's going to be hard to tell. Joe Biden uh, formed a bunch of corporations. You know, on your tax return, you don't actually have to say the source of all the income, I think. These W-2, he had a, it's, it's murky. And I want to ask Rudy Giuliani this, and I think this is one of the reasons why people go down for uh, income tax things so much. When you steal money or when you got money through, um, you know, from a company in China, do you really want to put that on your income tax? I don't think you want to. You don't want to. You don't want to highlight that. You want to downplay it. So, um, look, this thing is just getting started. Uh, we got to have a little bit of patience, but I think it's going to get hot pretty soon. Be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, so as uh, they're moving in on Joe Biden, he's in trouble. This is trouble. This is real. You know what they're going to start doing? Uh, they're going to start uh, indicting Donald Trump. <laughs> he may. They're going to start indicting. Donald, they're going to indict Donald Trump. Two entities might indict Donald Trump very soon. Um, actually, one of three, or all three: the State Attorney General's Office, uh, the 
uh, Manhattan District Attorney's Office and the Atlanta District Attorney. They all want to indict Trump. Now, it's all phony. It's all ridiculous. It totally is ridiculous. In Atlanta, that's probably the worst, uh, the worst case. Uh, Donald Trump gets on the phone and says, all I need is 11,000 votes, and I know they're out there, so you guys, can you please find them? That's not a crime. There's no crime whatsoever, not in a million years, especially if you are running for an election. You're running for election. You have a vested interest in all those votes being counted. Excuse me. You can feel, if you feel that those votes aren't being counted, you're allowed to call up and say, count all the votes, find all the votes. I won. I, I believe I won. You're allowed to say that stuff. And, oh, by the way, he's right. So the other thing is they're going to indict him for that. And they're going to indict him on, get this, here's Joe Biden getting, receiving a million dollars. Donald Trump writes a check for $100,000, and he's the criminal. He actually pays somebody money that he owes. Michael Cohen, he he owed him money for about 10 seconds, and he paid him. Yet Trump is in trouble. Trump is in trouble for paying his debts. And Donald uh, Joe Biden is uh, is not in trouble for receiving bribes. It looks like what a weird, weird world, huh? Is that? Hey, the other thing is uh, Hunter Biden. The best defense is a good offense. So they are now suing. Looks like they want to sue the the owner of the laptop shop. Remember him, John Paul Mac Isaac was his name. I think he's in hiding right now. He ran a small little laptop shop. And one day, a very drunk and belligerent Hunter Biden comes in there with uh, two water-damaged laptops, and uh, kind of says, gives him the "Do you know who my name? Do you know who I am?" routine. You know, and I need these things fixed. And he was real jerky. Uh, but John Paul Mac Isaac, uh, you know, just you know, did the paperwork. Okay, gotcha. I'll work on these. It'll cost about 180 bucks. And uh, this one's toast. We can't do anything with this one. But this one, I think I can work on. And he fixes the damn thing. About Hunter, it was about a week later or so, Hunter doesn't come in to pick it up. He never comes back. And if you look on that receipt, whether it's the dry cleaner or the computer repair guy, uh, it'll say in the fine print, if you don't pick this stuff up in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days or whatever it is, it becomes the property of the store, which makes sense. I mean, I can I can see that. I totally see that. Unclaimed. What are you going to do with the unclaimed stuff? Bring it to the dumpster immediately? No, you, the the store gets it. So when John Paul Mac Isaac he puts this thing on the shelf, kind of forgets about it, waits for Hunter to show up, never shows up. Many months later, he's listening to uh, the hearings on TV, the impeachment hearings, by the way. And everybody's going off, and every now and then Jim Jordan gets in there, but you know, yay! But what about uh, what about Hunter? What about Barisma? And he keeps hearing this word, Barisma, Barisma, Barisma. And he knows Hunter Biden was in the store. He called him a couple of times, didn't respond. So he puts in the word Barisma. You can search a computer. You can do a word search, Barisma. And a lot of stuff popped up. And then he started seeing stuff that wasn't so good. He knew it was bad. So what did he do? He did the right thing. He called the police. He said, look, I got this thing, sensitive, uh, he called the FBI, and the FBI picked it up. The FBI picked it up, and I think they even gave him a receipt for it. And then they gave him a warning, too. Don't talk about this. You'd be best advised to keep your mouth shut, John Paul Mac Isaac. And he did. 
thinking that the FBI would do the right thing. But all this time went by, and he didn't hear anything about it. And he thought it was, you know, from what he could see there, there was there was some dynamite stuff in there. And uh, never got any uh, call from the FBI. And, well, uh, he had another copy. He made a backup copy for himself because it was still his computer. And that's where Rudy Giuliani comes into question or comes into the picture. He writes to Rudy Giuliani's lawyer, a guy named uh, Costello on Long Island, and explains the situation. And and pretty soon, uh, I think it's Rudy and Bernie Carrick, and they're down there, and they get the laptop. And, uh, hey, you could say, oh, that's not very nice. Or you could say, well, uh, Hunter, he's, you know, uh, spirit of the law, it really, or letter of the law. Oh, hey, it's a campaign. It's disputed. It's you're doing anything you can to help your guy win, and you want to destroy the other guy. It's politics, okay? It's ain't beanbag, they say. And opposition research is a real thing. It happens. In poly- you, some candidates raise millions of dollars to investigate themselves. You hire people to do opposition research on yourself. So this is fair game. All right, this is politics. It's totally fair game. And uh, by the way, that property was no longer Hunter Biden's, and and Rudy and his team, and they go into it. And guess what? Then the then he finds dynamite stuff, incredible stuff, implicating Joe Biden, ten percent for the big guy. What are these guys doing? They're all over the world. Basically, look at us. We're Biden's. Give us money, <laughs> and they're making money. And. Uh, this is hot stuff, so they go to the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal says, no, this is not appropriate. No, 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 no. We can't verify. This is not newsworthy. Can you believe that? The laptop, not newsworthy. They take a pass on it. Some other group takes a pass. Thank God for the New York Post, those reporters, the laptop from hell. And they put it in their newspaper, the front page, October 2020, biggest story in the world. And they kick it off the Internet. They don't let they kick the New York Post off the Internet. Essentially, you can't tweet. They took away their biggest mouthpiece. Can you believe that? I thought we had a free country, right? This is right out of Russia. And I know well, I knew about the laptop. It's not really. Come on. We're still free. You can find this information. Well, if you're civically minded and you're into current events like we are. But, you know, most people aren't. And they kept this information from them. Uh, and that's a crime. That is a crime. And the government helped. The government assisted in all this stuff. You know that, right? The FBI, the whole, the whole damn apparatus kicked in the high gear to protect Joe Biden. Why? He's such a deadbeat. I don't get it. Do you, Tom? Hello? Hello? How are you? Yeah. How you doing there, Greg? Good. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You too. Okay, Greg. So I'm actually calling about a different reason. I heard about you running three miles earlier and how you felt afterwards. And that's just the beautiful endorphins kicking in. And we would love to uh, have you run our NYPD Memorial 5K run in May. And that's that's why I'm calling, Greg. Oh, it's in May? Where is it? It starts at Ground Zero. It starts at the... Uh, we have an NYPD Memorial Wall, which is right at the North Cove Marina, um, and we we say have a little uh, prayer service at the wall, and we run a 5K run, and we have a kids fun run, and I mean if you could share it with your listeners, we're at um, NYPDMemorialRun.com. Dot com. Why not dot org? 
Why not dot com? Uh, well, you know, how long has this thing been yeah. around? Uh, we actually had our 20th year. Uh, Why is it? It should year. be a bigger deal. I'm, I'm surprised I haven't heard about it. Well, I mean, the bottom line is, you know, the police have not always been in favor and sponsorship has not always been the greatest. So, what do you mean the police have um, not always been in favor? Well, no. No, I mean the the community. And oh, the, you oh know, right, right. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable how – can you believe what's happened? All right, so it's a fun run uh, for the kids, a real run for the adults – Starts at the memorial uh, or Ground Zero. That, that that yeah, I know that place. I know that wall. It's very beautiful, by the way. Um, uh, what date in May? In West. What date in and May? It runs up the. So it's on Sunday, May twenty first. How many people ran last year? Last year, I think we had twelve hundred. Huh. I mean, we've had over two thousand. I mean, we were just coming back from COVID, so we took a year off in in twenty one. But uh, we're generally around a 2,000-person uh, run. And, you know, it's not only for runners. It's for, it's for walkers and families. And, and the great, unique thing about the run is that you could personalize your running bib and identify who you're running in memory of. So we have an option where you sign up and you could, um, you could personalize your running bib and identify what NYPD hero you're running in memory of. All right. So all of that could be found at, at nypdmemorialrun.com. nypdmemorialrun.com? That's correct. nypdmemorialrun.com. I'm intrigued. Hey, by the way, I can custom I can customize my bib however I want, right? Well, no, you could only select the officers who have actually been killed and or died in the line of duty. So you could, you know, personalize and say I'm running in memory of my, all right. my yeah. My partner, my dad, um, but you could only – or you could select that you're running in memory of all NYPD officers or all NYPD heroes. What happens to the money that we raise? I assume we're raising money here. Uh, what happens to the money? Yeah, we make a donation each year to COPS, which is Metro New York COPS, and that's the Concerns of Police Survivors. And that's a great organization that supports the family – uh, families of the surviving officers. And what do you do, Tom? Are you a cop or you, uh, what do you do? I have finished. I did 20 years in the NYPD, retiring as a sergeant, and now I'm a, uh, I'm a detective in another agency. Well, that sounds very mysterious and intriguing. <laughs> what do you yeah, mean by we'll, that? We'll leave it at that. I oh. am the president of the NYPD Running Club, and we would love for everyone to join us, especially yourself, and get out there and run three miles and feel great about it and, and right. do it for a great cause. What time of day on Sunday is it, did you say? Well, the race begins at 10.13 a.m., and that's, uh, yeah, as you may it's know, the that's tower. the call the for, that's, well, that's the call, the, that's the radio signal. Oh, 10.13, for, officer in need of assistance? Yeah, so we, we gather, we have a prayer at about 9.30, and it's non-denominational prayer at the wall. And then we start the run at Liberty and West at 10, 13 hours. All right. Well, it sounds beautiful. I'm busy on that day, so I won't be there. But uh, good luck with it, okay? I'm only kidding, Tom. How can I stay away from something like that? That sounds nypdmemorialrun.com, right? That is correct. Thank you, sir. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go. Whoa, whoa, yes. whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm with you. Uh, this detective at another agency thing. Well, did you ever work as a detective in the NYPD? I was a sergeant. When you are in a detective unit. So yeah. when you uh when you talk to somebody uh suspected of a crime, can you basically tell 
Do they get real fidgety and nervous? I mean, are there tells? Can you tell when somebody's lying? Not necessarily. Sometimes people are, you know, they're good. I mean, sometimes, just like anyone else, they're good at being an actor, and, and maybe sometimes people are good at being criminals. So you don't necessarily know. You've got to be. You know, you've got to be. An experienced detective gets a little, maybe a little feeling, but uh, it's not always correct. So, you know, we you, do our best to get You've got to get the evidence. Now, you've got to be a really good criminal to get away with it these days. I mean, you step out of the house. When you, you were in 20, excuse me, 20 years, the first time you went in, there were no security cameras everywhere. And now they're everywhere. You cannot walk out of your house or walk out of a building without being photographed. It's got to be impossible to kill somebody without getting caught. Well, I mean, it is certainly helping us do our job, you know, but the... the uh, I, know, I sound frustrated that you can't kill anybody anymore and get away with it. I don't mean it that way, no, but it's no. just like uh, you no, wonder, no, right? We don't do that. No, I know that, but it's just amazing that, like, you can't – it's ama- that nobody – it's unthinkable that somebody would want to because you're going to get caught, right? I mean, how many unsolved murders are there these days? I, I'm sorry I don't know, but it's definitely not as uh, easy as it used to be. There's cameras, like you said, everywhere, and people's phones, they leave electronic trails. So And DNA. You know, a DNA. detective's job is a little bit easier in some respects and then, you know, difficult in others. All right. So, look, it's um, NYPDMemorialRun.com? Yes. NYPDMemorialRun.com. Tom, I'm glad you called. I'll check it out. Sounds good. And it's May 20 what? 21. Sunday, May 21st. Okay. 1013 in the nice morning. Break. Great. You bet. You bet. Yeah, that's cool. I should do something like that uh, and a great cause. Oh, I should have told the guy about my book. Maybe I can get that on the website. Huh? 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 Hey, Tom, uh, you know, I got a book that's very supportive of the police. Think about it. All right, let's do one more on this uh, phone-in Friday. Let's try uh, Mike in uh, St. James. Hello, Greg. Have you ever heard of the government agency FinCEN? Uh, The financial crime thing, kind of, under the Department of the Treasury, right? Financial Crime Enforcement Network. Their job is to find people doing shady deals with large amounts of money. Yeah. And go after them. Yeah. Prosecute them. Yeah. Shouldn't they be on Biden like a fly on honey? Uh, you would think. Um, you would think. Uh, you would think. However, uh, I don't know how FinCEN's works. So I'm going to just look. I'm, I'm grateful for Comer. All right. Comer is doing his thing. And they have to act on complaints. You know, did anybody think, does anybody even know about FinCEN's? Did anybody call up FinCEN's? How do they actually, what is the, what do they call it, the predicate? What is the instigator of an investigation? I don't know. But you're right. There is that thing called FinCEN's, and they do investigate financial crimes. Uh, at this point, though, I mean, the financial crime would be if they got the money and then they started a Ponzi scheme with it. How they got the money, that's somebody else's issue, all right? That's another. That's I think that's for a good old U.S. attorney. That's for the that's for the police. How they got the money seems shady. What you do with the money, that's where FinCEN's comes in, uh, I'm pretty sure. You know, my dad used to be Undersecretary of the Treasury. No kidding. Undersecretary of the United States Treasury, Ray Kelly. It's a true story. I'll ask him, and I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You guys, you guys are you guys on social media on Twitter and uh, Instagram all day long. These viral videos are so captivating. I'm sorry, fascinating, and sometimes really gruesome. Uh, what happened is in Dearborn, Michigan, uh, some guy walks in very nonchalantly into the police station, and uh, he's wearing a mask. You know, looks like an ordinary guy. And he's in the lobby of the police station, and then he uh, kind of fumbling around in his pocket and takes out a great big gun, looks at it for a second, and then points it at uh, the window where the cops are. It pulls the trigger, it looks like, but it doesn't go off, and he messes with the gun. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, guess what happened next, huh? Guess Just, just guess. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it happened. Uh, Ali Naji was his name, 33 years old, and... Uh, well, uh, we'll have to ask his uh, friends and family what the hell he was thinking because uh, we won't be able to ask him, um, and uh, appropriately so. All right. Hey, you know how all these woke companies are uh, really screwing up big time in every possible way? Uh, Silicon Valley Bank, just one of a million. I mean, you name the company, uh, they're woke, all right? Just about all the mainstream companies, all the big classic companies, they've gone crazy woke. And they're screwing things up, and we find example after example. It's really funny, actually. Look at Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. By the way, don't drink Coke. It's a terrible product. It really is. It's, it, you shouldn't drink that stuff. I drink it. Well, I'm going to stop again. I stopped for a couple of months in 2021. i got to stop all over again. Listen to this nonsense. This is the boss of the company. And then look at the the trouble they get in. They have no business talking about Georgia voting laws. All right? Cut 27. I invited you on because I was really eager to hear your response as one of the biggest companies in Georgia to the call from Ken and Ken, more than 70 black executives, to do more to directly oppose this Georgia legislation. How do you react? Let me be crystal clear and unequivocal. Uh, This legislation is unacceptable. Uh, It is a step backwards uh, and it does not Uh, promote uh, principles we have stood for in Georgia. Before you grab a can of Coke or a minute made from your fridge, there's a recall that we need to tell you about tonight. Bolts or washers could be inside, according to Food Safety uh, News. Trouble today at a Coca-Cola facility. An ammonia leak forced employees to evacuate and neighbors were told to shelter in place. So instead of, uh, what's his name, James Quincy, talking about Georgia voting laws, what the hell does Coca-Cola have to do with that? All right, focus on your plants not blowing up and uh, rats and uh, metal and glass getting in the Coke. Doesn't that sound like a better use of his time? Oh, by the way, did you notice he had a bit of an accent there? Well, he grew up in Australia and the U.K. He's not even an American citizen. And he's talking about the Georgia voting law, uh, which, what did it do? It enhanced voter turnout, record voter turnout. Can you believe all the lies that were told about that? Why did they lie so much? Huh? The baseball, uh, the all-star game was moved to Colorado. Because of all that crazy hype, what was that? That deserves a that deserves a retrospective. There's something very, very odd about that, and everything else for that matter. 
All right, there's the music. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, avoid the parade unless you're going to the parade. Avoid Fifth Avenue. It's murder out there. Thank you. Be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, uh, Vladimir Putin has been issued an arrest warrant by The Hague. They want to arrest Vladimir Putin. If he leaves the country, he's going to be arrested. I guess President Xi will have to go to him. President Xi is going to be meeting with Putin very soon. Yeah, Putin, uh, uh, the Hague, an international war crime tribunal, has issued an arrest warrant for uh, for Vladimir Putin. What does that mean? Well, he's not going to jail anytime soon. Uh, he's safe as long as he stays in uh, Russia and actually a lot of other countries he can go to without getting uh, stopped. Um, it's that's uh, you know they did that to Henry Kissinger actually. Warrants were issued for Henry Kissinger. Can you believe that one? Um, Henry Kissinger, in my book, is a hero. Yeah, he was a little bit crafty, but uh, you had to be. It's a dangerous world. As for Putin, I have no regard for Putin. Uh, go ahead and lock him up. Um, but I'm telling you what, this war is getting a little bit crazy in terms of our engagement. How many more billions? And how, if you if you dare say, well, uh, maybe we should be talking peace. Maybe we should talk peace instead of perpetual war. Uh, they'll treat you like you are a traitor, a maniac. How dare you? Uh, how dare I what? Talk about peace? I mean, <laughs> uh, Donald Trump actually, oh, he was a great statement the other day, and I think I got all of them ready to go, right? All right, so this is good. By the way, you know, it's right now we're in full swing campaign. This is the campaign. 2024 is the election. The campaign should be in full swing right now. In previous cycles, all the candidates, a good chunk of them are declared by now. Obama declared for president in February of 2007. Uh, essentially two years before Election Day. Hillary declared, when did she declare? January of 2007, basically two years before. Uh, Donald Trump has already declared. Has Joe Biden? No. DeSantis? No. Pence? No. Who are the ones out there? Is this gonna, are we gonna have a race or what? Um, and good for Trump, by the way. He's talking issues. He's talking substance. He's talking boldly with clarity. He puts these videos out on Truth Social. You know, the fake news, they talk about him all the time, but they don't like to show him, and they don't like to show him talking and that I, without selective editing. Well, that's not how I roll, and this was a very strong statement from Donald Trump, direct to camera. No fanfare, no special effects, no music, just him and ideas, important ideas. Donald Trump, cut 23, please. We have never been closer to World War III than we are today under Joe Biden. A global conflict between nuclear armed powers would mean death and destruction on a scale unmatched in human history. It would be nuclear Armageddon. Nothing is more important than avoiding that nightmare. We will avoid it, but we need new leadership. Every day this proxy battle in Ukraine continues, we risk global war. We must be absolutely clear that our objective is to immediately have a total secession 
of hostilities. All shooting has to stop. How direct. How awesome is that? All shooting must stop. Really specific. Not just a ceasefire. All shooting must stop. Is there something wrong with that, by the way? Thank God we got somebody, a prominent person, talking about peace. Let's stop the fighting. I love it. Uh, and there's more. Cut 24, please. There must also be a complete commitment to dismantling the entire globalist neocon establishment that is perpetually dragging us into endless wars, pretending to fight for freedom and democracy abroad, while they turn us into a third world country and a third world dictatorship right here at home. The State Department, the defense bureaucracy, the intelligence services, and all of the rest need to be completely overhauled and reconstituted to fire the deep staters and put America first. Well, that would be great. Very, very, very difficult to do. Uh, but he knows more than anybody how powerful and how entrenched the deep state is. If he says he can do it, uh, I'd love to see it happen. I'd love to see, oh, man, the deep state. We've got millions and millions and millions and millions of bureaucrats running this country. What do we have? The people. 537 elected representatives. That's it. You add it all up, vice president, president, senate in the house. We've got 537 guys to represent us. And we got millions and millions and millions and millions and millions, I think 6.7 million uh, nameless, faceless bureaucrats who cannot be fired, who have been there for decades, will be there for decades, and they think they run the country. And you know what? They kind of do. And worse, they kind of run the world. I would, uh, you know, democracy, right? Democracy. Constitutional republic. You know how the left is always running around yelling about democracy? Democracy is under siege. They don't know. They don't know what democracy is, actually. They are very confused. Now, do you, you see anything wrong in what Donald Trump says here? Believe it or not, the fake news is still going crazy over this part of his statement, which I think was the best part. Last night, I unveiled this on my show. I did three. I divided it into three. And I picked this one to be last on purpose because I thought it was the strongest. Cut 25. The greatest threat to Western civilization today is not Russia. It's probably, more than anything else, ourselves and some of the horrible USA-hating people that represent us. It's the abolition of our national borders. It's the failure to police our own cities. It's the destruction of the rule of law from within. It's the collapse of the nuclear family and Fertility rates, like nobody can believe, is happening. It's the Marxists who would have us become a godless nation worshiping at the altar of race and gender and environment. Isn't that good? Isn't he right? Of course he is. You know what they're trying to say? That that's somehow an anti-American statement. He said our greatest enemy is America. Well, that's not what he said, obviously. The threat to America, though, lies within I hear that all the time from the left. Oh, the, the MAGA is the great uh, threat, right? They say that. Uh, they say white supremacy is the great threat. Well, white supremacists, I guess the three that there are, they're American. So is that anti-American? See? See how dishonest that argument is? is Morning Joe, and he just does this stuff for clicks and likes or whatever. Um, 
had a nervous breakdown about those comments. They're perfect. Perfect. I've, and by the way, the, the uh, presentation, so strong. It's just Trump looking at a camera and talking. Talking to other politicians, like they have this corny music in the background and they show him walking and fake shaking hands on a corner or talking to a cop, uh, you know. Congressman Bob Jones reduced Medicaid. You know, Congressman Bob Jones did this. Congressman Bob Jones cares about families. Congressman Bob Jones has a three-point plan for public safety. Congressman Bob Jones, all that nonsense. He doesn't have to make those empty promises. We already know he can deliver. We know who he is. Ronald Reagan did it the same way. This is a commercial from 1980. I know you can't see it, but it's him. Uh, sitting in a leather chair, leather-bound chair, with books behind him, just like how kind of what it had looked like with Trump, except Trump was standing. And it's just a simple, direct message, which, oh, by the way, still applies. Cut 26. To preserve our peace and our freedom, we must maintain a margin of safety, not numerical superiority in arms and armament, but a margin of safety that is a combination, a balance of a strong economy, mutual respect and unity among our great allies, and a revitalized, up-to-date military capability. History has taught us only too well that tyrants are tempted only when the forces of freedom are weak, not when they're strong. Wow, huh? Ronald Reagan, we're there again. They're tempted. They're tempted because we are weak. They are messing with us. They're not afraid. The word is out. You can mess with America, and the consequences will be nil, zero, zilch. And Joe Biden has, uh, I do believe he sold us out. It really is. It's that simple. It's one of the reasons, actually, I'll say this about the fake news. I think right now some of them are are struggling with this. They're like, if this story is true and it appears that it is, then we've got, we have potentially a traitor in the White House who is thinking more about his paying clients in China than he is about us. So that might explain a little bit as to, well, not really. They just they just hate Trump so much they'll ignore everything else. Uh, oh, I want to go back to those um, those woke clips. All right, so here you'll hear uh, another company uh, pretending or showing how woke they are, how di- diverse, equitable, inclusive they are, and then we have it right up against a massive company screw up. These companies should not be doing DEI. They've got to focus on the basics. Even the great Amazon can screw up, and they don't have the time to be messing around with some dude's uh, sexuality. Sorry, cut 28. Well, I'm sure there were gay people in my small town. Um, I didn't know any. And so I had no role models, no reference points, Uh, which, frankly, is probably why I didn't come out until I was 35 years old. One of the reasons I'm excited to be part of the executive sponsorship team for Glamazon is because I admire how much Glamazon and affinity groups like Glamazon have accomplished. An outage on Amazon Web Services today stopped the company from being able to deliver packages in some places. The problems impacted thousands. Glamazon. That was like, the, that. that's the, uh, I don't know, the gay clubhouse within Amazon where they get together and they're fabulous and all that stuff. It has nothing to do with work. All right, can you imagine me convening a committee of the He-Man uh, the He-Man uh, Club at work, right, where we just talk about guy stuff, you know, heterosexual guy stuff at work, where we celebrate football. We do celebrate football, don't we? But not in the corporate videos, right? We don't do that, do we? 
I don't think we do that. I don't. I, no, we don't do that. We're too busy, especially if you got a big uh, company like Microsoft or. Uh, well, yeah, let, let, one more. Microsoft cut twenty nine. Welcome to Microsoft Ignite. We've got a big day ahead. My name is Allison Wines. I'm a senior program manager in our developer tools division. I'm an Asian and white female with dark brown hair wearing a red sleeveless top. We have some breaking news. Microsoft earnings are out. Dan Halley has the numbers for us. Hey, Dan. That's right, Shauna. We saw a beat for uh, the top and bottom line here for Microsoft. Um, Microsoft's going down the tubes. Oh, by the way, she apologized to get this, the ancient Indian tribe that was there before Microsoft on some piece of land, I guess, in Seattle. They say that the Sogwami Indians, and they apologized to the Sogwami Indians for being there in the first place. That's how crazy it is. Even a company like Microsoft, you don't have the bandwidth to deal with this thing. Um, and when it comes to our national security, this person you'll hear now, Avril Haynes is her name. She's the director of national intelligence, the director of national intelligence. You know who reports to her? The CIA director. She's in charge of the CIA. The director of the CIA is her employee, is her report. And listen to her priorities. Cut 30. I think there is no question that we have to do better on diversity, equity, inclusion, um, and accessibility. And I think um, you'll see in our uh, budget requests and our proposals in all of the work that we're doing that we are um, uh, that we see this as an area that we need to focus more intense resources. China's spy balloon right now making its way east, now over St. Louis. The balloon flying over and lingering over some of America's most sensitive locations near nuclear sites. Remember that disgrace, that disgrace. Instead of the uh, diversity, equity, inclusion stuff, let's just look out for the foreign balloons, all right? For starters, thank you. Be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, still totally, totally astonishing. President Trump might be on the verge of being indicted. Uh, why? Because he wrote a check, his own money, $130,000. He wrote a check to Michael Cohen, actually. He paid Michael Cohen $130,000 to do a job, which he did, a job which was totally legal, by the way. And so he spends his own money. And he signs his own name, doesn't try to launder it, doesn't try to, no, nothing like that, and gives it to the guy who uh, did the job, Michael Cohen, and they're going to indict him. Meanwhile, we now know that Biden received a million dollars at the least, at the very, very minimum, from China, from a Chinese energy company controlled by the Communist Party. Uh, That sounds a lot like bribery, huh? Certainly potential bribery, and that's fine. New York Times is not interested in that, huh? Isn't that amazing what's going on? Everything is backwards, right? Men are women. Women are men. I mean, 
uh, write uh, write a check for one hundred thirty thousand dollars. You're in trouble. It's insane. Juanita in Delray Beach. Oh, hi, Juanita. How are you? Good. How are you? Happy, happy St. Patrick's Day. Yes, you too. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. It's just a gorgeous day here in New York. At New York, I was watching the parade, so I felt like it was in New York. No, nothing's going on. It's just like all this nonsense, uh, especially about trying to indict Trump, is uh, really interesting. It's, they're just crazy what they're doing now. All right. Are you a DeSantis fan? I like him, but I'm only voting for Trump. It's right. Right. Everybody says that they like him, but they, they're going with Trump. Oh, and it can uh, happen. there's no way. Yeah. Every time I pass Mar-a-Lago, I salute. <laughs> so. And that big flag, you can salute. Uh, you can salute Trump and the flag at the same time. That flag is amazing. Exactly. Juanita, you're the best. I remember you well. Thank you so much. I got to go to John in Staten Island. John, hello. Yo. Hello. Well, never mind then. Maria in Short Hills. Uh, hello. Hi, Greg. Happy Friday. I just a quick comment. I love the fact that you never waver, both on your radio show and on your Newsmax TV show, your support for President Trump, unlike other so-called conservative cable news channels. I want you to keep up the great work exposing the corrupt Biden family. Well, thank you. It's an honor and a privilege, quite frankly. It's uh, and I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm so grateful, quite frankly, that I don't, uh, that I, I have the space to do that. And I know it's amazing what's happened. How people have turned their back on him, people in power, but the people haven't. All right, the people themselves have not. Maria, anything else on your mind? Oh, just like that uh, that woman in Florida who salutes when she passes Mar-a-Lago, I live very close to Trump International in Bedminster. Short Hills isn't too far. And every time my husband and I are on the parkway and we see the flag, I don't salute. I pull down the window and I throw him a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's nice. Hey, you know, that Bedminster, I never realized how how beautiful New Jersey is. I mean, it's it's beautiful down there. It's nothing like the turnpike. You know what I mean? No, not not at all. I had no idea. I had no idea. It's like the country. It's farms. It's uh, it just feels like you're in I don't know uh, South Carolina or something in the mountains. It's amazing. It's so nice. It is. All right. Well, enjoy and uh, many thanks. That Bedminster is a beautiful, beautiful club. I went there. I actually saw President Trump there when he was president, and. Um, Boy, I love a membership, uh, but not happening anytime soon. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So unbelievably unfair. Uh, CNN right now, dozens of Mar-a-Lago staff subpoenaed in classified documents probe. Mar-a-Lago staff subpoenaed in classified documents probe. Let's go over it again, okay? Donald Trump had full declassification authority. He could declassify whatever he wanted to take, all right, or anything he wanted to declassify as president. He had that authority. He had access to everything. Joe Biden, vice president of the United States, did not have that authority. 
He only gained it on January 20th of 2021. Yet there are documents in his house in Wilmington and that office in Washington, D.C., that phony baloney Biden Penn Center. Uh, there are also documents at the University of Delaware, classified documents going back decades. I don't hear any subpoenas going around for uh, members of the Biden household, although there should be for that and all the money they got for crying out loud. It's just it's 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 it. it I, I'm beyond I, I'm, I can't say it's heartbreaking anymore. I mean, I, I guess I'm over that. I guess it's uh, this is the reality. This is what it is. Uh, our lawmakers are corrupt. Our uh, prosecutors are totally corrupt. Oh, and perhaps the worst of them all is uh, she's got an office right down the block. Tish James, the attorney general of New York State, used to be a somewhat normal person. Uh, she's made a total fool out of herself, uh, indicting the uh, the Trumps over building valuations. That was that really was a laugh out loud, stupid thing she did. Uh, she said that uh, the Trump organization undervalued buildings that they owned in Manhattan to get tax breaks. Uh, well, I am not a real estate expert, but I do read the real estate pages. I do read the financial section. And when she was rattling off buildings that were so-called uh, undervalued or overvalued, they did undervalued for tax reasons, overvalued to get, uh, like the Trump would say, it was worth more than it actually was. I knew that she was off. I know vaguely what these buildings or what other buildings were going for at the time. Anybody remember 666 Fifth Avenue? In like 2006, that building sold for a billion dollars. So 40 Wall Street at around the same time, Trump valued it at 440 million. That's not an overvaluation. Uh, there's a, a building, there's some anonymous buildings, like I've, I've, I've 200 Park, not 200 Park Avenue. I don't have the exact address, but there's a, you know, a 20 year old office building on Park Avenue, uh, that Trump valued. He actually owned it, uh, at, uh, 400, about 400 million and other, I looked at the comparables. I looked at the comparables, which was, she could have done, but since she's never really purchased any real estate at this level, she wouldn't know to do that, I guess. Anyway, it looks like she may be on the verge of indicting him all over again on this Stormy Daniels stuff. And the idea that she's going to, it's true, she's going to drag time story hour. They're promoting it. She's going to one of those stupid, uh, perverted uh, drag queen gets up there and uh, has a little kid sit on their lap. And they want 12, 12 or under. 12 or under. That's what they're looking for, the young ones, right? They don't want anybody... They don't want anybody in puberty. They want the prepubescent ones. This is Attorney General of the State of New York. It's 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 really it's. I, I, you know, I called her yesterday. I actually left my phone number. Have not heard back yet. I think my next phone call just might be to the police. Seriously, when this thing is going down, I think I might have to call the police and say, "Hey, look, there are, there are adults, and they're touching children." I think inappropriately. They're hanging around there. This is too suggestive. I don't know. I'm going to have to see. I'm not going to fall in a false uh, complaint. I got to see it with my own eyes. And I might just go. I might just have to go and see this and make an assessment. And if the law is being broken, I'm going to freaking turn them all in. I have no choice. I have no choice in that matter. I don't think we any of us have a choice. We must protect children. It's, it's a no-brainer. And I... Is there a liberal out there? I mean, is there one person in the world? Do me a favor. Clear the phone lines. I want the one person who actually believes that 
drag time story hour is appropriate uh, and should be taxpayer supported because, you know, these uh, this group gets a great big grant from the city of New York. I got to hand it to Fox. They're not shying away from the uh, China money going to the Bidens and the New York Post. Listen to this. James Comer shows that the Biden family business is corruption. Bravo to Representative James Comer, Republican of Kentucky, for revealing just how much of a family business Biden Incorporated actually is. Bank records newly obtained by his House Oversight Committee show that Hunter Biden associate Rob Walker transferred north of $1.3 million in 2017, not only to usual suspects Hunter and presidential little brother Jim, but also to daughter-in-law Haley, son Bo's widow, Hunter's brief fling, plus an unknown simply tagged as Biden. The family gets paid together, stays together. The family that gets paid together stays together, it seems. I love that. Most of that big chunk of change came from the $3 million transfer from an affiliate of Chinese energy outfit, CEFC, to Walker. CEFC, now defunct, was one of China's biggest private companies and a main target of Hunter Biden's operations back in 2017, with the first son angling for an ultra-high-paid board seat and equity stakes for him and Jim and an unnamed big guy, widely thought to be Joe. The new records cast further light on just how inextricably commingled Biden family life is with the larger business operations of the Klan. There's no possible legit reason Haley Biden, who works as a school counselor, should have gotten a slice of the CEFC payout. But this is tradition for the Bidens. Jim has been selling family influence for decades, getting sweet deal loans during his brother's days on the Senate Banking Committee, allegedly telling the executives of a hedge fund he purchased in 2006 that we've got people all around the world who want to invest in Joe Biden. Wow. Uh, after And after law school, Hunter plainly began studying under Jim as a younger partner to eventually take over the firm. Then there's that mysterious last name only Biden listed as a recipient. Might this be Joe himself? Biden said that he knows nothing about Hunter's business dealings, but the new revelations prove this is BS. Plus, he's been fingered as the big guy by Hunter's biz partner turned whistleblower, Tony Bobolinsky, and as such, do a proposed 10% cut of the CEFC deal. And then the $64,000 question, what exactly was People Liberation Army adjacent CEFC buying? The smart bet is influence. While these funds did not flow until after Joe's Veep term ended, Hunter and Jim were setting the deal up while he was still in office. The latest revelations also blow apart Representative Jamie Raskin's pathetic deflection that the House GOP was trying to dig up old receipts for pizza and Starbucks and show both how vital this probe is to restore trust in government and how instrumental Comer's been in exposing the Biden mafia. And he's just getting started. Fantastic. And don't be shy, Congressman Comer and the rest on that committee. I know. I, uh, look, I'm sure you guys know what you're doing. But I look around and I get nervous, okay, because there's very little uh, vibration on this story, all right, very little buzz. We know it's important. And every now and then, the way you guys talk, it worries me. Oh, you're just doing this for uh, 
for future laws, for future laws. Well, what about the laws they may have broken this time around? All right, let's establish that first. Now, I think Kevin McCarthy, who's uh, very gun shy, that that might be his hand. He doesn't want he doesn't want them going nuts. He doesn't want them going rogue. Uh, not that that would be rogue, but that's what he's saying. All right, uh, Michael in Rockaway. Yeah, hi. How you doing, Greg? Happy St. Patrick's Day. You too. Thanks. Um. You were mentioning the agencies and all these uh, federal employees that work. And when you consider what happened with this banking crisis, with the uh, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, how inept the agencies were in handling that situation and preventing it in the first place, it's outrageous. The damage that's caused to the credibility and confidence in the banking system by the average, you know, depositor is just out—it's just unbelievable. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. What are you doing down there in Rockaway? What am I doing? I certainly don't go to the bars. I uh, I do not like what goes on at St. Patrick's Day in the neighborhood. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, my mom uh, kind of like uh, from an early age, she was not. Uh, you're right. It gets very goofy in those stupid plastic hats. I mean, there's a lot of good, beautiful, rich tradition. But some people, some hooligans take it too far and it gets very messy and sloppy and dumb. Right? Let's face it. It's for me, it's a religious holiday. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Well, it is. Uh, really? St. Patrick's Feast Day. Uh, is this the way we celebrate a saint's feast day? Is uh, St. Patrick? I never, I, uh, you know, a, a religious holiday. I don't know. I mean, I, I just would like to see the, uh, the, the silliness toned down a little bit. And, uh, well, thank you, Michael. Good stuff. Oh, wait a second. Here she is. Barbara from Huntington, our resident philosopher. Hello. Welcome. Uh oh. Oh, shoot. We just missed her. What happened? What happened? She just got disconnected. Uh, that was, that was your fault back there. All right. Let's, uh, let's try to fix that if you don't mind. Uh, John in Staten Island. Hello. Hey, hang on. Hi, uh, Greg. I was going to mention if it was good for the goose, it's good for the gander. And when we got, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, just James going after, uh, our prior president, Donald Trump. Why can't we get one of the, uh, attorney generals from another state to take this information off of Congress and prosecute him since the guy that's appointed is not doing his job? Yeah, actually, I heard, uh, Levin the other day talking about that. We need a Republican prosecutor, a local prosecutor to do this. All the, uh, liberal prosecutors, you know, the ones around New York, the ones around, uh, Washington, they're all ambitious. They're all Democrats. Uh, the DOJ, we can't trust that. We need a Republican prosecutor, maybe a state AG, maybe a, uh, county, uh, attorney. Somebody, somebody, somebody with some guts, because quite frankly, I, I'm seeing signs of cautiousness that I don't like from this committee. I mean, but maybe they will. I, 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 I have to reserve judgment at this point. Uh, good point, pal. And it's Barbara. It's back. We fixed it. Hi, Barbara. Hi. Yes. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. You too. What's going on? Well, I have to say, um, I did go to mass this morning because it is St. Patrick's Day, and I was thinking. Oh, you heard how me many... quibble with that guy about whether or not I it's a really, uh, it's a really uh, religious thing. Is it? I did. Yes, most of our major holidays have Christian roots, 
Christmas, the birth of Christ, but now we celebrate Santa and gift giving. Easter, the resurrection, and now we celebrate Easter bunnies, and it's a great vacation time. So if you look at the religious-based holidays, but then you look at the um, holidays like Memorial Day, the 4th of July, where generations ago, and not that many generations ago, we would celebrate what that meant for our country, for our veterans, and for the future of the country. And now it's it's not so much about the 4th of July, about the Declaration of Independence, about our country. It's really about what can you shop in the store for and where can you go on vacation. And the parades and the celebrations and the memories, especially on Memorial Day, are not what they should be. I agree, and it's uh, what do we call it? The the secularization of everything, right? Including these days, everything, everything secularized. Now, tell us a little bit about how Donald Trump defended the faith more than any other president in history. Well, as I said the other day, it's very difficult to find that on the internet. Now you really have to search for it. But um, I did do some searching for specifics. And one of the first things Donald Trump did in 2017, he issued an executive order that was titled Promoting Free Speech and Religious Liberty. And he touched on many things, many of our liberties in that, that order. He also said the federal government will never, ever penalize any person for their protected religious beliefs because some people say that religious freedom is gives you the right to discriminate no but religious freedom gives you the right to practice your faith and to practice it openly and not be afraid to talk about your faith etc so he came in to support that and he also announced in 2018 a formation of the Conscious and Religious Freedom Division, an enforcement office in the HHS. And the purpose of that was to um, cut short the growing threat and discrimination against religious freedom of healthcare workers who did not want to participate, for example, in abortions or transgender surgeries. Then, so important to my organization, President Trump came to the aid of public school students, and he made an announcement in the White House on Religious Freedom Day in the Oval Office that there would be um, uh, enforcement of the guidelines of the Department of Education, which tell our students, yes, you can pray at various times during the day as long as it's not disruptive and student-led. Yes, you can have after-school religious clubs. Yes, you can speak about your faith in, in classrooms and write about it in your classwork where it is appropriate to the subject. Yes, you can wear religious jewelry or a verse, a Bible verse on your shirt, etc. Yeah. All of these things. And President Trump had students in the Oval Office. One young boy who came to school on Ash Wednesday, he had been to church first. He had the cross with the ashes on his forehead. First time he had ever received ashes, he was so thrilled. The teacher said, what is that? He told her she made him go and wipe it off his forehead. And because he didn't get it all off, she scrubbed the rest of it off of his forehead. The child went home so traumatized by this, and President Trump promised that boy that that would never happen to him again. I love it. I love it. And there he was in the Oval Office, huh? That is, uh, that's justice, huh? That's what a beautiful way to, um, gosh, that teacher regrets her actions. I wonder if she does or he does. 
Well, Barbara, we always learn so much from you. Americansforreligiousfreedom.org, right? Americans for Freedom of Religion. Uh-oh, Americans for Americans for Freedom of Religion dot org. I gotta say that a hundred times. And, and yeah, could I sure could I thank you for the wonderful podcast that is up and I listen to it and it's it's really, really informative. There's a little too much about me in it, but there are a lot <laughs> of things about our country and religious freedom and I thank you for that and uh, I'm sharing it. Thank you so much. You bet. If you, if you want to I did interview Barbara for my podcast. You can go to gregkellypodcast.com. It's there. And uh yes, I we talked for about uh, almost two hours and quite frankly, excuse me, Barbara but for me, the most interesting part of that interview was learning more about you and your childhood in Ohio and your upbringing and the and uh, your brothers and sisters and your parents and the, the he went to flight school and he was a flight instructor and uh, your husband and all this great stuff and the fishing club he had back when he was a a bachelor and uh, and everything else. Yes. It's all it was all great. Yes. It's all there, uh, Barbara. Everybody, our our great Barbara. Thank you so much, and we'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And we're back with uh, the host of the Rudy Giuliani Show, Rudy Giuliani, the great mayor. (laughs) Sir, how are you? How are you, Greg? Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, too. So what do you think about uh, the information from the Oversight Committee that – they trace money from the Chinese company uh, to the Bidens, including Haley Biden, and he just heard their weird uh, response yeah, to Yeah, their it. lawyer is a complete liar. Well, first of all, there's no legitimate company in China. Right. The Chinese Communist Party controls uh, particularly this kind of company, an energy company. It's controlled by the CCP. You've got to be an idiot to call it a legitimate company. China controls basically any significant company in in China is controlled by the Chinese Communist party wake up idiot second he says the money went to the uncle and the da, 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 da. they're ignoring the fact that in writing hunter wrote to his daughter i believe the date is december 25th or december 18th 2018 and he said for 30 years 50 percent of everything i get goes to pop now and everybody's this annoys the hell out of me greg everybody goes around saying is there any proof that money went to pop that's what you call proof. It's an admission. In a criminal trial, that would be admitted into evidence as an admission. It's like my being a witness against you. Uh, and who's the witness against him? His son. His son says to his daughter, I have been collecting for this family for 30 years. I pay all the expenses. And Pop still requires me to give 50% of my income to him. So he lays out the... Scheme, the bribery scheme, clearly, that is a devastating piece of evidence. It would be the core of any criminal trial against him. It's completely admissible. It's called an admission. Mm. It's, a, uh, it's an exception to the hearsay rule. I don't want to get too technical. But any prosecutor, rarely do you have a document like that in yeah. a bribery case. He's laying out the damn bribe. 50% went to pop. Rudy Giuliani, once again, and people, some. Idiots out there forget one of the greatest lawyers in the world. You, sir. You. Well, thank you. And uh, this is a. Uh, I feel like feel like things are happening. We'll tell you, know? you Dad. Manhattan College had the biggest contingent at the parade. <laughs> <laughs>
They'll love to hear it. He was the Grand Marshal of the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Folks, I'll see you tonight at 10. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network.